Welcome to Photography Adventures Podcast. You like photography? I do too. And this podcast is all about photography. No technical information here, but hey, there's no right or wrong, yes or no answers. It's all about what you feel. So pull up a chair, grab some coffee or your favorite drink, and let's chat about photography. Welcome to Photography Adventures with Renee L. Ferguson and Don D. Hester. Today's episode is episode 28, Hilltop Hotel in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Well, hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. How's family? They're doing pretty good. Keeping us busy. Little girl, she's getting ready to finish school. She'll be done in June. Cool. It's been a long year for all of them. Mm -hmm. A long year. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Okay, so we went to the Hilltop House Hotel in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And it was built in, originally founded in 1888 by... A man named Thomas Lovett. So, did you find anything? Or did you find any history? Not until you told me. Okay. I mean, I knew about Hilltop. I mean, normally if you're from that area, you know about it. You know it's at the Hilltop. And you can go up there and overlook Maryland and Virginia, West Virginia. You mm-hmm. see the train tracks and all that. But that's basically it. You can overlook. That's why them. I have you as a friend. Because I know you're going to teach me well. The history of the thing. <laughs> but like we were saying in, in, the, in our last um, podcast, mm-hmm. it's so much about the states. You know, of course, when you think of Hoppers Ferry, you think of John Brown. Right. We don't think about the hotels mm-hmm. or anything like that. So Or things in the surrounding areas. No. Exactly. Not at all. Right. Nope. Um... This place overlooks. It's a um, it's an old um hotel, and back in the day, it was considered a world class hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh huh, it was huge. It's huge. Well, part of it's gone, but it's huge. Um, it overlooks the part where um. The Shenandoah and the Potomac River meet. So you can actually see, overlook that. So it sits that high up on the hill. Um, just to give you a little bit of history about it. It was built by an African-American in 1881. Mm-hmm. His name was Thomas Lovett. His wife's name was Lavinia. And he had a daughter named Charlotte. Um, his mother's side of the family was three generations from um, being free from slavery. And okay. his, he, his, the reason he built it where he did is because he wanted to, um, he wanted to put it in a place where the martyrdom of John Brown was. So that's Hopper's Ferry. So you can get the John mm-hmm. Brown history throughout Hopper's Ferry, but this is the reason why. And then his parents' names were Sarah Weaver. And William Lovett, and they came here in the 1860s, and they taught at Store College. Store College was a historic black 
um, African-American college in the area that was, it still sits there. You can actually see Mm -hmm. that. Um, And they taught at that college back in the 1860s. Didn't they change that building to some kind of um, training center? Mm -hmm, I think so. But they left the plaque of the Mm -hmm. school there. Right. (laughs) So this hotel was open from 1888 to 1926. But I think there there must have been some changes because I remember um, my uncle used to live there. I mean, not live there, but he used to work there. Oh, okay. Back years ago. And then... um, it's been burnt down. Burnt down in the early 1800s, and then it burnt down again. Um, there's a lot of history to it. I didn't really go through all of it, but I was just... Um, his parents were like middle-class entrepreneurs. So he was born... Thomas Lovett was born in 1855. So from 1855 to 1888... That's when he built that hotel. So that's saying something. So he's in his early 30s when he built that. Young man. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was burnt burnt down partially um, and rebuilt, burnt again, rebuilt. Um, And that has to do with some of the um, racial tensions that were in the area. So... why was this location chosen? Well, because you were telling me that in a matter of time that they will be basically turning the building down. And I didn't know it was in that bad of condition. Like you said, probably a lack of responsibility. And a lot of times they say if nothing's used, it just eventually falls apart. So that's that's why we went because... When you said they were ready to tear it down, I'm like, well, we got to take some photographs of that. Because once they tear it down and build up something else, it won't be the same. Mm-mm. No, they're going to rebuild it, but it's not going to be. Um, now, from from what I understand, um, the security guard, because it's guarded. So when we went up there to take pictures, it's got a fence, a high fence all the way around. So you can't access it because it's deteriorated that's that much. And... The security guard said that they were actually going to take... There's a, a very nice set of stone... There's stonework that's that's there. They're actually going to take... They're going to take care of... They're going to take that stone away mm-hmm. and actually put it into the new structure that they're going to rebuild. Sounds nice. So some of the original building is actually going to be put back into... The new building, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the other building on the other side. You said that was part of it. Mm-hmm. That was more of a administrative building. So, from what I understand, um, they had the hotel, and then they were going to have some kind of like um, event there. But they overbooked it, and when they mm-hmm. overbooked it, instead of calling those people and telling them they're going to have it. They across the road build another structure to <laughs> to offset the overflow from the, the the main hotel, and there was a I guess administrative buildings in that other part across the road too, but instead of losing the money, they hurried up and built another structure, and 
there's uh, little buildings. It's, it's, it's enough. There's more housing there. So there's more mm-hmm. rooms on the other side. So what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts when you saw the condition of the building? Well, I was, I was surprised it was in that bad of condition. And it reminded me of, I know this is crazy, but it reminded me of Oklahoma City, the bombing, and the Pentagon. Mm. After, you know, the bombing and then after the Pentagon was, you know, bombed, you might as well say bombed, mm. but the planes ran in, you know, was not ran into, but was flown into the Pentagon. Right. It just reminded me of those two incidents because everything was, say, Mangled. Just down. You know, everything was just falling down into it. And the only thing was different is this was just a lack of mankind taking care of it. Right. Where, you know, Oklahoma City and the Pentagon, people was trying to kill people. Right. Now, for those of you that don't know why she would make that correlation. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't crazy. (laughs) No. She got to see these places up close and personal because of the type of job she was. She had a, um, she was, she's a retired FBI photographer, photographer. So for those of you that don't know or haven't listened to the rest of our podcast, (laughs) this would explain why (laughs) she would put those two together. I mean, because she's seen those, both of those up close and personal. Yeah. I mean, you look at it like. Good grief. So I wasn't expecting that. No. When you go up there and look at it, and even from when I was looking at it first, it wasn't that deteriorated. But now, I mean, it was to the point where you can see inside the building mm-hmm. in some areas because of how much it's falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Really sad. For me, it was upsetting because it's part of history. And it wasn't preserved to the point where you could keep it up to tour. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a part of history. And not only that, you were saying that they're going to keep the bricks Mm -hmm. along the way, but I'd be surprised if they can take some of the wood or whatever was inside Mm -hmm. and preserve that. Right. Because what we saw, that would be a miracle thing to do. Yeah. Well, like you said, people trying to go in to steal pieces and parts mm-hmm. of it and everything. You go in there, somebody going to get hurt. Right. Because to look at it from the outside, it's falling down. I mean, if you want to, um, we can put some links in the underneath of where the podcast is so that you can see what it actually looks like. Because there are, mm-hmm. um, on YouTube, they had taken a drone and flown it through it so that you can actually see the inside before it got to the point where it's falling apart like this. Oh, okay. Okay. That'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So what type of gear did you use for the gearheads out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that day I I had my XH1 Fujifilm. I had the 18 F2, the 35 F2, and I brought along the 55 to 200 Okay. A lot of times I don't bring that zoom, but when you was telling me what we was going to photograph, mm-hmm. you know, a wide is just a wide, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get detail. Right. And I can't get detail with the wide, so the 55-200, I used that a whole lot mm-hmm. on that. So, yeah. So I'm glad I bought that along because I would have been disappointed because I didn't right. have the right lenses or something like that. And I think between that one and the 35, I used those two mostly. And yeah. just 18, just a little bit. I used um, 
I use my Nikon D50, me D750. I used a 28 lens, but I also, I wanted some up close shots um, of some of the things that were around. Um, so I used the 105 um, mm -hmm. macro lens. And then for later on, well, I'll tell you about that in a few minutes, but later on I used my 200 to 500. So I did, yeah, 200 to 500. I brought that with me too, because mm -hmm. I knew we were going to be down by the river. Right. And for the other building on the other side, you said administrative building. Mm -hmm. I used the 18 because you know how they had that tall window. I mean, the fence, and then they had that green cover. Mm -hmm. I was able to hold the camera up and shoot panoramics. Right. And I was able to stitch that building back. I, I couldn't see what I was doing. I'm like, I'm just going to guess it. Right. I was on my tip of toes and I even <laughs> had the uh, LCD. I said, I don't know. I'm just going to guess it. But I was able to stitch it to get a decent of the cool. whole building on that side. So now that, that came in handy. That building, if you, that one's not... That one's not falling apart. Mm -mm. That one's all intact. So that one looked decent. I'm not sure if they're tearing that one down. I just know they're tearing the other one down. And I guess when they start working, they're going to have to protect that building some way. Mm -hmm. That's, that's going to be interesting. Do you have any stories or anything interesting about this hotel or the adventure itself? Um... The young security guy, man, mm -hmm. he was very helpful. Mm -hmm. He was. He, he told us a lot. And uh, when we went down along, he did let us go ahead and photograph. And they said, oh, it's private property. Come on back mm -hmm. up. And then he was also nice enough to show us how to see the backside mm -hmm. of the hotel. Right. Which I never knew that no. either. So but he took his. Go ahead. But he took his time and, and talked with us and uh -huh. what he knew, what was going to be happening. So he was really nice. I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. um, they said now it's got 24-7 um, security coverage because mm -hmm. of everything that's going on around surrounding that. Yeah, and it's still a public road and people still go and for their mm -hmm. overlook. Yeah, because you know. right on the edge... It literally sits right on the edge of the river. Right. And the overlook, like where the garden is and the, the flagpole, you can literally look over into Maryland and look where the rivers meet. I mean, it's just, it's a pretty scene. Yeah. And you can't stop people from going up no. there. Because the, it's a public stop. road. Right. Now, there's what they call a paper street. It's there's not a street that you can go down, but if you look through Hoppers Ferry, they have these little green markers that are on the along the road, and those are what they call paper streets. Um, I guess, for lack of knowledge, what that actually means, it's it's a it's an actual street that's supposed to be there, but it's not. So there's an overlook. So if you can walk down, there's not a road there per se, but you can walk down across the grass. There's a area where it says whatever it's like a number or something on there. Mm -hmm. It's like a green mile marker. You can walk down mm -hmm. along there and that's public access. So even though it looks like you're in somebody's yard, it's not, it's actually public access. And um, you can walk down there and then on the other side of the hotel, on the back side of the hotel, you can actually look at the back of the hotel or overlook the river on in some of the back part of the houses. 
that are down mm-hmm. along there. Now, the reason we ended up over there is see the back, but he, <laughs> from listening to all these podcasts, you know I got this thing with birds. <laughs> I don't want birds. I don't want to have no birds, but I like looking at the ones outside. <laughs> I don't want them as pets, but I'll feed them and I'll take pictures of them. So the guy told us that there was an eagle's nest down below the ridge that you can overlook mm-hmm. and see. Well, that's where my 200 to 500 comes in. I put it in a crop sensor. I marked, put that camera down the crop sensor and then I got to see if I could see it there's two of them in there and they said there were some fledglings I was trying to see that but I couldn't it was too far Mm -hmm. but while we were standing there I saw a bird keep circling over the top so I said okay let me zoom in and see what that is guess what it's a bald eagle so I actually got to see my bald (laughs) eagle and he kind of I don't know if he was curious about me or what but he came down lower and I was able to get some photos of him, but he was, he never, you know, he was, he was flying kind of fast. So mm-hmm. I got a photo of him going down along the, the, the river. So there wasn't, oh, okay. cause I'm not real good with that movement yet. Um, mm-hmm. He almost looks like a ghost. <laughs> the way those okay. photos came out. So they didn't right. come out too good for me, but at least I got to see him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what photography all about you right know, you just keep on trying learn learn from your mistakes and keep on rolling with mm-hmm. it yeah that's cool yeah because i think while you was doing that you know me i get bored quick so <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a chance to photograph on the backside mm-hmm. of the bill and you know some of the trees and you know just some of the river and all that so it was fun just like you said just go back and shoot something totally different mm-hmm but now you know where to go if you want to check out some yes. bald eagles. Right. Cool. Um, is there anything that you would do differently? I think I would have tried to shoot a panoramic of that front part of the building where mm-hmm. the road is. I don't know if I could have gotten back far enough, but I could. And most of the time when I shoot panoramic, I shoot vertical. Except for that one when I couldn't see what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just, but I, maybe if I had tried vertical, maybe I could have gotten a panoramic of the front. I think that probably been mm-hmm. the only thing I would have done differently or try to do. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. <laughs> 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 for me, because I'm, well, I'm vertically challenged, so I couldn't see over the fence. One of the things that I would like to have done is possibly if I could, and if I was skilled in that area, is take a drone and Mm, take pictures mm -hmm. over top. I would have liked to done a whole circle of it so you could see all angles all the way around it. Right. So I thought that would have been cool because I was like, man, if I had a drone. <laughs> yeah, and make sure it had a full power because you take it over the river and no power. Oh, see, it. why you got to think like this? <laughs> <laughs> Only you. <laughs> I can't 
help it. I be thinking, like, oh my God, do I have enough battery I'd try to keep my you know? drone if I had one, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been awesome if you could have done that. And like I said, take it over the river and all right. that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Have you thought about getting into drone mm-hmm. photography? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot. Ah, okay. I have a bookmark. Mm-hmm. I've been doing research on which one I will actually want. But, yeah, I think that's going to be another toy on the list. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> some of them you got to, um, some kind of training. Yeah, or... you have to get certified. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a mandate, but I would get certified anyway. Would you go back to this location? I would. I would like to go back. It's going to be interesting. I would like to go back to see it whenever it's it's done. Yeah, we'll put the link in there so you can actually see what it started, what it looked like when it very be, went at mm-hmm. the very beginning, after it burnt down, then the next time they rebuilt it, and then how they've changed it over the years, and even what it looks like mm-hmm. today. There's a website that actually has it on there. To give you a little bit of history, there's, what's it called? Weartheobserver.com. Would I go back up there? Yes, of course I go back up there. My birds are up there too. So oh, I, I wonder where they're going to happen. <laughs> the birds going to be going away. See, I have to go up there early in the morning when they're more active. I want to see, you know, see what they do in the morning. See if they're out a bit more so that I can see them mm, more. Okay. The one thing that you said is like, go here today, go tomorrow. I would like to see the process. Mm-hmm. So you see what it is now. Take photos as they take it down, if that if it's allowed. Probably it's not because it's going to be construction area. As they build it back up, that process because it's you'll know what it looks like. But then you know you go through old old books and they show the process of how something got rebuilt. That would be you know interesting to see it get rebuilt. And then what it looks like once it's finished. So we don't live that far from there. So maybe that might be a project we might tackle. And have a little book on it, huh? Just a table book for me. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're you're a history buff and it is history. Mm -hmm. And then go back up in different seasons because I'm going to tell you right now, fall is beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. We went up in the spring, so this particular spring was kind of cold, so there wasn't really a whole lot up there. I mean, there was a few flowers, some daffodils or something like that, but... So, sounds like we have accomplished another adventure. Thanks for listening. If you haven't listened to um, the rest of the podcast, go back and listen to the first 27. And also, we have our Instagram page, so... Check that out. Yeah. We will mm-hmm. definitely put it in our links. You know, follow us as we go through this journey and uh, mm-hmm. laugh with us. And come laugh with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we laugh a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming and checking us out. And we'll be back here soon with another adventure. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Y'all come back now. Thank you for listening in to Photography Adventures. You can follow on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes and Spotify. Until next time, peace.